Hi, I'm Marshall Ramsey. For years, I've drawn the most interesting people in Mississippi. Now, I get to interview them, too. Welcome to Conversations Podcast, where I sit down with the famous and folks who should be famous, and we just talk. The Mississippi Gulf Coast serves as a backdrop for a new book of photographs called just that, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. The images were captured through the camera lens of Coast resident and photojournalist Tim Isbell. Tim, man, welcome home. Welcome back to Jackson. So I say home, you, you've lived on the coast. Gosh, man, we've been in there for nearly 30 35 years. 35 years. 35? Yeah. You were a kid when you moved there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, unbelievable. A year, from, a year removed from college. Yeah, and you're from college. Now, you did grow up here in Jackson. Jackson's my hometown, born yeah. and raised. Yeah, you were in Brookhaven, too, before you moved to the coast. My first real job was Brookhaven Daily Leader, yeah. working for Bill Jacobs. Oh, yeah, Bill's great. Good guy. He really is solid. He, he, and you were you started out, did you go to school to become a photographer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, started taking pictures for my high school annual. Oh, so really? I, I always had a camera in my hand. If yeah. I wasn't playing sports, I was had a camera in my now, hand. Now, I'm a big fan of yours, and I, and I do follow you on Facebook, and you post some of the most epic pictures of you in high school. The fro? You had the biggest fro. The I've fro pictures, seen my life. yes. I, when I played football, my fro would stick out of the, the ear holes of the helmet. So That was nice. I, it and was I monumental. You, I think I told you one time, you didn't even need the helmet. No. It's like you did your own airbag. I didn't have to worry about concussions. No. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it really was. But, I mean, did you think you were going to become a football star, or did you... Of course. Okay. You know, I, grew, I think we all did, didn't we? I grew up in the age of Archie Manning, yeah. and I didn't want to be the quarterback. I wanted to be the receiver who caught Archie's passes. Aww. So, yeah, that was yeah. That so was a childhood dream. But where did you end up going to college? You went to Southern, didn't you? I uh, went to USM. I, yeah. uh, from Provine, went to Heinz Junior College, and then and then to Southern. Okay, very good. And, of course, you, you studied photography. Um, photography the yeah. whole time. Of course, they did it right. And, if I wanted to be a photojournalist, I also had to learn how to write, do yeah. headlines, no advertising. So I think creating that foundation helped me in the future. I, I think so. And I think when we start really getting into the book, um, one of the things I enjoy about it, as much as your photographs, because like I said, I'm a huge fan, uh, you, you're really a good writer, too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't a photographer, I always said I would be a writer. I actually was the... Carl Walters, Collegiate Sports Writer of the Year. And, uh, there you go. The little known fact. Yeah. And uh, so I, I knew I could write. I always said that my biggest problem was actually interviewing a person yeah. and taking good notes. I, if you give me material, I'll, I'll write you something. Right. But my confidence has always been in, in uh, photography. So what drew you to the coast? <sighs> we applied, Judy and I applied when we were graduating from Southern. And I apply at Sun Herald, and I get a letter from Vernon Matthews saying there's no position open. And I think we were drawn toward the coast because the first 18 years of our lives was in Jackson. Yeah. And we, like most kids going leaving college, we are going to college and then the real world. We didn't necessarily want to start out at home. So we, we sent it elsewhere. And, and the coast had always been where we went, my family went for a weekend vacation. So I, there, we had a history of the coast. Uh, we had movies of me at Six Gun Junction and running on the beach and all that good stuff. Never knew that, you know, Six Gun Junction was like three blocks from uh, the Sun Herald. Never knew that as an adult I'd be working so close to where I played at as a kid. So uh, we just loved the coast. And I always tell the leaders down there, I said, we, when... As a Jackson kid, we never did say, let's go to Gulfport, Biloxi, Long Beach. We just always said the coast. To us, it was the coast was 
all-encompassing. It was all the towns, not just one. Right. And so it, it was just a love affair with the coast started at childhood. And, you know, and I think that's a very good way of putting it because when I see your, your photographs, I can tell that you honestly have a love affair. One of the things, and, I, and as we get into some showing some of the photographs, and, okay. and I think people will understand this, when this book kind of came out of Contrita, didn't it? It did. The book is basically a promise that yeah. I made. And I was covering, you know, as a photojournalist at a newspaper, you go out and you cover good stuff, bad stuff. You know, you show the good, bad, and the ugly. Right. And after Katrina, there wasn't a lot of good. I mean, about all the good you could find was the fact that the nation rallied around us. Right. And the coast people rallied around each other. I, my house stood. You know, I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, you, you did catch some live oaks, though. I had some live, had some live, it looked yeah. like a Disney uh, World uh, ride, maybe a Swiss Family Robinson, yeah. it, but it, instead That's it was okay. the... okay, you had a house. It was the Isbell Family Robinson <laughs> at that point, but we had a house, and in fact, we were like the Waltons because we opened our house to people who didn't have electricity, yeah. and and... And when I jokingly say we were like the Waltons, but we had like six different families and their pets in the house. So when we said goodnight, it was to people and pets. And, uh, you know, that's just what you do. You you open your doors. And, and I'm sure they would have, uh, my friends would have done the same thing if I didn't have power or, or a place to stay. So. Talk about those first days after Katrina, because you were part of the Pulitzer. Y'all won a Pulitzer Prize. Sun-Herald, yeah. uh, very des deservingly, Definitely. Uh, yeah. shared a Pulitzer Prize with the Times-Speaking Yeah, And it was just terrible. I mean, yeah. it, it. I say now that Katrina's a scab that won't heal. Right. Uh, there's just certain things. Judy and I was talking on the way over here, because I had mentioned in a previous speech, I said, my, the, my Katrina trigger is peanut butter. Because when we were covering the storm, they, uh, Knight Ritter came down. It was a great uh, company to work for. And they had all this food on the table. It was mm -hmm. non-perishable, so it was peanut butter and crackers and stuff like that. And if you want to trigger a Katrina memory for me, put peanut butter in front of me. Just the smell of peanut butter. Oh, wow. And I'd, immediately I, I'd go to Katrina. I would bet to say there's a lot of smells that you can associate with Katrina. <laughs> probably peanut butter is probably Peanut butter is not as bad as some of the others. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it was so eerie. And I've heard you mention this because I know right after the storm, it was just tomb quiet. Quiet. I, I said the, the quiet was deafening. Yeah. And... I mean, no bugs, no birds. No bugs, birds. You know, you know, anyone who's been to the coast, it's alive with yeah. all kinds of, not just people life, but all the natural life around us, too. And it was just quiet. You might hear a generator in the distance, or you would hear helicopters flying over. Yeah. But other than that, it was like you were in almost like a, a, a coffin. Yeah, literally. I mean, it was it yeah. was that quiet. It was literally a dead zone. Yeah, you know, and you did a great job after the storm because it's so hard to capture what went on on the coast, it in an image because it's almost like looking through a paper tube. Yeah, you know, and to be able to capture that, and you were able to tell that story. I, I thought the photographers uh, from the Sun Herald and the Night Ritter photographers who came to help us did a great job. Yeah. And they showed the people, they showed the resilience, they showed the tragedy. Um, I had a, one of the visiting photographers came and saw me shooting an assignment, and he said, how are you doing? And I said, well, I have a house. Yeah. And he said, how are you doing otherwise? And I said, it's hard to take pictures with tears in your eyes. Yeah. Because 
every time I would, for, the, for me, the coast is home, even though I'm born and raised in Jackson. Uh, so when I took a picture of a destroyed house or I saw people crying, to me that was a family member or a very close friend. Yeah. And so it was difficult. And it was tough. I had to find something positive. Yeah. And I remember the Camille photo that I always pops up is the bent flag pole with the flag on it. And to me, that was hope, that's determination, mm -hmm. that's the coast. That's, I'm coming back. And so I tried to find pictures like that. And I know I did a little photo essay trying to find a cross in the most weird things you wouldn't go looking for a cross. In, in piles of debris, you could find wood that yeah. was like that. So I, I just started doing little essays like that, that it wasn't just geared toward damage. Right. And, and that was... The start of my promise when President Bush was here, and he toured the damage, and we the motorcade. I was in the White House press pool, and the motorcade went by a casino that was on Highway 90. Right. And this man walks out. I mean, he looks like he could be the lead character from The Walking Dead. I mean, he just yeah. there was no expression on his face. And I remember, you know, my car. I was probably two cars, three cars behind the president, and I'm going, he's seeing the same thing I'm seeing, and this is just terrible. And I'm, personally, I didn't want the last picture I shot to be remembered of a destroyed coast. I wanted a whole coast. And I made a promise to myself, and I said, I'm going to show the coast the way I, I see it, not the way Katrina sees it. You so. know, I did a little bit of work down there, obviously, nothing compared to you because you were day in, day out on that. But I was amazed. And even when, even when I went down in December, there were about mm -hmm. half the people walking around were still in shock. Yeah. And, and, but the thing that's always amazed me about the coast, and I love telling people about this when I go around and talk about Mississippi's story, mm -hmm. is how incredibly resilient everybody very, was down there. Very, yeah, very proud of the people on the coast. I made it a point to dedicate part of the book to them. That's right. Because they're great. I mean, if you think about it, you got hit with Katrina, which yeah. is devastating enough, and then you got hit with an insurance crisis insurance. where you couldn't rebuild. Yeah. And then, you know, then BP. BP, and, and you work in the economic collapse yeah. with all that. Oh, yeah, I mean, when you it, had 2008, and then... Uh, I mean, it was yeah. just get, like getting hit over and over and over again. Yeah. And But we never lost the, the faith. Never that lost the faith saying. and never lost the beauty. And I mean, number one, you frustrate me. And I just want to let you know that because I get up in the morning, I go run, I bring my little phone with me. I catch the most amazing sunrise with my little iPhone and I post it on Facebook. And then all of a sudden one of your pictures pops up right on top of mine. And I'm just like going, delete. <laughs> really? And I think you, know, you must get up and do that every day. You must Every really, day. Yeah. Uh, you know, Judy will get up and see that I'm no longer in the bed and she just yeah. knows I'm out somewhere. You know, there's going to come and, a time and, when she's going to call the police because yeah, you're going to yeah. wander off. But you, you get up and where are some of your favorite places to shoot? <sighs> Moses Pier yeah. in Gulfport, especially we're getting toward that time when, when fall and winter yeah. get, get here, the sun actually rise behind the pier. Right. And I've already told Judy, I, I said, when I die, dump the ashes here because I can keep watching the sunrises. But it is one of the most beautiful spots there is. And there's enough happening around you that you can usually work in a fisherman or the uh, cranes are so yeah. 
trained at wanting to be fed that they'll they'll go ahead and pose for you and and uh, get them in a shot too. Yeah, they actually demand a royalty, huh? Come in and do that. Yeah, you've got you've got some shots, and it just some of your storm photographs too. I mean, you've got a real gift at actually catching lightning. Thank thank you. Yeah, you know how hard it that took is a while to, to get the, yeah, to, I mean, that's, to master. That really is hard and, to do. And there was one year I was like the lightning dancer whenever I showed up and set up the tripod. Yeah. And it would be flashing all around me, and when I was ready to actually make an exposure, it went away. Yeah. So I, I seemed to be the cure-all for lightning that year. But this past year, every time I go out, I mean, it's like it's trying to outperform the last picture. You do realize that you're walking around with metal cameras and stuff like yeah. that? Okay, yeah. just, just want to check. You... One time before the Sun-Herald, I was taking pictures, and I forgot my cable release, and yeah. it's popping all around me. Nice. And I'm, I'm actually holding the camera like that as if, you know, if it struck the camera, it wasn't going to hit me. But. You might get that throwback. <laughs> Definitely. That At least a little one. You, you capture the lighthouses um, along the coast really well, too. And you just, some, yeah. of, some of the photos, you've got one that's in the book of, of course, the Biloxi Lighthouse just kind of became an icon after yeah. Katrina. And, and I always said putting that on the, on the license plate was genius because mm -hmm. it was yeah. just one of those moments like, okay, this just shows how proud we are. But you have one, and, and I think it's, you know, Kind of backlit with the sunset yeah. and everything on that. It was just like I was just like, oh, that's incredible. It's a uh, once again certain points of the year, really year round at the lighthouse, you yeah. can find something. But to me, that's like just one of the photographic meccas that we have. Yeah. I know everybody shoots the picture. They try, and, and I, I yeah. see tourists. They, it's it's I, it's almost like I want to help them, and uh, <laughs> they'll put someone at the door of the lighthouse. And then they'll get back like 50 feet so you can get the whole lighthouse where the person's like the size of an ant. Yeah. And I want to go, hey, I'm a professional photographer. If you bring them out to the foreground, you can actually see who you're taking a picture of and get the lighthouse. But I try not to teach too many lessons yeah. while we're out there. That, you know, there may be some, some something to that yeah. now. Maybe I, we, I think we were in Disney World one time and they had uh, Kodak photo spots. They had signs that oh, basically... Yeah. Yeah. Said, okay, idiot, stand here and take the picture. Well, you know, maybe you should do that. You yeah. Know, the Tim Isbell photo spot. Tim's choice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on that, I, I, there's this great shot that you took, and I guess it's in Ocean Springs, yeah. in the wildlife area of the alligator. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you have a pretty big zoom lens, don't you? Yes, that yeah. was with a long lens. I, I was figured safe. it was. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not as fast as I used to be, so I, I'll get the big lens out. We've got a couple of them that live in my neighborhood that are apparently somebody's been throwing them bologna sandwiches, and oh. they'll just come right up to you and look at you and it's like smile. <laughs> it's like, ah, no. No thanks. No, I'll keep a distance from. Yeah, you do have a really nice shot of a fisherman there with the sky and the colors, yeah. and and you you're right. And um, you have a gift catching schooners too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You just have there's such a nice variety. Of this whole book is really uh, a test of patience, and I learned that from previous books because right. I remember one time I was at Gettysburg. And was waiting for Your previous books. Previous book, yeah. and, and I was waiting for a sunset, and it wasn't doing what I thought it should do. And I said, "It's not going to happen today." And I drove away. Well, I made a circle of the battlefield and came back, and the picture I was wanting just happened. It, it was too late to get it. Yeah. And I was sort of kicking myself in the pants for not being a patient person. But that book was patience. A lot and of patience and a lot of editing too. Because a lot of editing. You had a bunch of photographs originally in the in the book. The initial book I sent to University Press was 300 pages. Wow. And they were like, we can't do that. We can't kill that many trees. Yeah. And so I made an edit. Mm -hmm. I put it on a little jump drive. And I brought it up here. And uh, 
I said, here's Tim's Ruthless Edit and Craig Gill. <laughs> Which was actually the name of the file. That was the name of the file. Yeah. And I didn't want it to get mixed up with the other. And uh, Craig Gill and Steve Yates and Todd Lape and a bunch of the gang looked at it, and we all went, we think this can work. It was sort of like putting Frankenstein together, but we, we made it work. Well, a lot of the pictures, like I said, are atmospheric. They're, you know, you really get a sense of the beauty of the coast. But there's a lot of photos in there, too, that tell the story of the coast and mm -hmm. of the people of the coast. Because like, it's yeah. like we mentioned earlier, that is a very important part of the coast story. Well, yeah, we have such yeah. an influence. I mean, you got the French, Spanish, British, all, all, the, all the different ethnic influence, the immigrants who came in. Uh, so you couldn't tell the coast without working in a right. lot of culture. And, and it was... Uh, at times a challenge, but other times it, it was it was well worth it because yeah. it would be bad to tell the coast and leave out the Vietnamese or or, or right. the French or something like that. You weren't you would not be telling the complete story. When you capture a lot of the recovery too, and I mm -hmm. think that was what I enjoy about the book a lot because yeah. I mean you know I'm down the coast a lot. I was down there yesterday, for instance, and. Um, and I felt like I've been to a lot of the places, and mm -hmm. just reading the book, I was like, okay, well, I need to go there, I need to go there, <laughs> I need to go there. So, Well, it was good. I, I, God bless her. Kathleen Koch helped me a lot. Well, isn't and, she amazing? Oh, I mean, great. And for those who don't know who Kathleen is, she was one of the few reporters that was telling our yep. story during Katrina. Yeah, for I CNN. actually uh, took yeah. pictures of her. Did you really? When she was doing, we didn't know each other at that point. Yeah. And uh, when she, she sort of, I emailed her at one time and said, what? places am I missing here on yeah. the coast? And she, she offered a few suggestions, and I, as a sort of a means to keep her on my side, I, I sent her pictures that I shot of her when, when she was oh, wow. doing the CNN. So she's she's been a good pal on this. And she we did. Worked. She wrote a blurb for you on the back of it. Very nice. You and yeah, some other both, uh, did it too. Uh, I admit, both okay, had. Just just to let everybody know, I actually wrote a blurb on I, it. I was very, uh, very blown away by the by both of them. Yeah. Oh, hers are, hers are wonderful. She's a better writer. I just, I just, <laughs> your pictures are good. That's what I think I wrote so, on that. Um, and we mentioned a little bit before, you are a writer also, yep. and you're also a lover of history. And, I, yep. you know, that was something that started out pretty early on in your, in your childhood. It, it was. Uh, my, fir my mother took me to the Livingston Park Public Library, probably I was 8 to 10 years old. And the first book I ever checked out was uh, the Jeb Stewart, The Last Cavalier by Burke Davis. And, you know, he's such a da dashing figure with yeah. that beard and high boots and all that. And I always had the imagination. And I would read that book and then I would, like, I was going into a dream and suddenly I was riding beside Jeb and all that. So it, it, everything little boys in the South do. Then my dad took me to... Uh, the old Capitol, and they had a diorama of Porter's, gun, Porter's boats running the guns at Vicksburg, and I was mesmerized by that. I didn't realize Vicksburg was about 40 miles from my house. And soon my parents took me there, and then that was it. You know, I hook, line, and sinker as far as history is concerned. You've got some great photographs of some of the statues over in Vicksburg I've seen, yeah. too. There's one, and I'm blanking out, but the general, that's the very dramatic pose where he's dying. You know, uh, Lloyd uh, Tillman. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That was one of my favorites too. Um, on the on the writing and on the research and everything, what well, you, you tell the story? Like I said, this is as much a history book as it is uh, just. It, it's sort of. I like to say history at about twenty thousand feet. Yeah, you know, I, I can't get real detailed about it. Right. Uh, I could if I just put the pictures aside. I, I would focus yeah. on the detail. 
And a lot of this comes from a fellow reporter at the Sun-Herald. She knew I was working on the books. Mm -hmm. And she said, who's going to write it? And I said, I really hadn't given that any thought yet. And she, she, said, uh, she said, you know, whoever writes it gets credit for the book. Yeah. And then I, and I didn't blink an eye. I said, then I'll write it. Exactly. And, <laughs> and that's how it sort of started as me writing. Of course, Judy always, she, I was very shy. She brought out the shyness out of me. And yeah. she, she all, very often said, you're a good writer. And, and initially I needed sort of that positive reinforcement. I, I was pretty confident with the pictures, but I needed someone to tell me to say, yeah, you're not that bad at writing either. What was a fact that you learned about the coast that you didn't know that really just blew you away? Boy, there's so many. A lot of the, fir the, the first part, really, the f just all the different culture. Yeah. I, I, had, I don't know if people can remember the Eight Flags exhibit where it had a flag of every country that sort of influenced us. And I would look at it in passing and go, yeah, that. But then I started doing research and research, and you find such a contribution by all cultures. Yeah. It, it wasn't just white settlers or, or explorers coming in doing everything. You had Indians, you, you had black, white, you name it. Everybody there, bumped up against the yeah. coast. I mean, we. Yeah. Were, I like to call the coast Mississippi's melting pot because yeah. it seemed like almost any immigrant you could think of or nationality or whatever has been on the coast. Where is the Brett Favre statue? Just It is at the current Hancock High School. It's not at the... Not at the one he went to. Not the one he played, not the field right. he played at. But it's at the current field. And, you know, I people may not know how I'm tied to Brett, but I had to put Brett in there you just are. because. You are. You've got a very iconic <laughs> photograph that pops up every year. It seems every like around year. draft time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am the guy who shot the Jork picture. The that, Jork, yeah. That everybody loves to make fun of now. But I, for years, I would, I would claim it, but I never had it in my portfolio. And then it was like, it had a life of its own. There, there was, you know, when I'm dead and gone, they're still going to be showing this Jorts photo. That's the one where and, he's uh, taking the call when he's, he's finally he's he's drafted. He's actually taking yeah. the call on, on the deal. And I told him from the get-go that I said, I, I think you're a first-round quarterback. And, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be your shadow until they draft you. And he was cool with it. He played video games until he was drafted. And I knew the fam knowing the Farbs, I knew the family yeah. would rush in. And I didn't want to be pushing my way in. I wanted to be there when all that other stuff was happening. I hope that Brett and I can get together. I want to get a picture of us holding the picture. And I thought if I would autograph it and get him to autograph it, and we would each have an yeah. autographed picture out there. I think we're we're all we're joined for eternity on that one, so it it but, would be cool to sort of embrace it now and that is enjoy awesome, it. <laughs> and it, it really is a great photograph. There's one picture in here I love. It is the eagle mm -hmm. that you caught. Tell us the story on how you got that one because the eagle's flying off the branch. It yeah. looks like looks like he almost is posing for you. He was. I, I call that, uh, I'll do you a Doobie Brother reference here. If yeah, which, you, by the way, this is the biggest fan of the Doobie Brothers yeah. ever known that we're sitting with But if right you now. look at the Taking It to the Streets album, yeah. their logo is an eagle basically ah. doing that. And I was driving past Christiane looking for pictures. And I very seldom drive with the moonroof open. I must have had it open from the night before. And 
it was like the shadow of an airplane went over my head. I thought the sun had dipped behind a big cloud. And I look up and I see the white head pass by. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a bald eagle. And he lit on top of a tree. And I'm getting parked, trying not to run people off the road to get parked and get my cam uh, camera and 300 millimeter lens out. And I'm taking pictures and it's like he gives me a 10 minute photo session. And at the end of the session, he does that. And I'm, I'm, uh, it's an old manual focus 300. So I, yeah. I'm sitting there going, dear God, please let me have this in focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we get to be our age, we're thinking, okay, I hope my eyes still work yeah. well enough to pull this off. He's yeah. probably thinking, that's the guy that shot Brett Favre. Yeah, the that's probably, he, he was wanting to get that same pose He wanted to going. be famous. What do you shoot with? What camera? I have my personal gear. It's Nikon. And it's, uh, I never can get the numbers right because yeah. I get mixed up with it. But two Nikons. I have some lenses that are autofocus, and I have some old lenses that's the old man way of doing it. And and I like to do that occasionally just to see. Just to, to show me that the I can dust do it. off yeah. a little bit just to see if you yeah. still got it. And, and I, I think you do. I mean, this, like I said, Miss, the Mississippi Gulf Coast is the new book that's out. It is absolutely wonderful. And um, gosh, there's one here, a couple walking down the beach at sunset right at, right at the pier. That's I'm very, um, one reason I call this my patience book is, is that everything's a found moment. Nothing, yeah. nothing set up, uh, even with the eagle. Uh, that it's just, I was out shooting sunset one day, and way out of my frame, I saw these people coming. Mm -hmm. And the prayer was, dear God, please let me uh, let them get into my frame before I lose my color. And and I always, people would say, what, how do you get such beautiful pictures? And I would say, well, God provides the light, the subject matter, and the color. And I said, I provide the exposure and composition. And I said, for this book, I think we made a good collaboration. Yeah, this, this young couple's walking down the beach and they hear, hurry up! Hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. Tim, thank you for joining us today. Thank We're going to, I tell you what, I think we'll close out with a whole bunch of the pictures just so that everybody can okay. see how gorgeous it is. And good luck with the book. I know the next book you're working on is a book of, of civil rights. I'm trying to, the same right. treatment that I gave my previous books on the Civil War, I'm doing now on civil rights locations. Well, thank you for sharing it with us, and it's good talking to you. Thank you. Great All talking right. to you. Marshall Ramsey, thanks for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast to be updated on new episodes. Conversations is produced by Mississippi Public Broadcasting.